Hi, Chelsea here, and this is your podcast, All Things Chocolate. Yes, you heard that right, chocolate. Now, I know what you might all be thinking. Why a podcast about chocolate? Something that many people cannot seem to live without? Well, while you're all polishing off those final chocolates from Christmas, I'm guessing you didn't think you were biting into something that was not readily available here before the 16th century, but the long and interesting history. In fact, one might say extraordinary. On today's episode, we have a special guest, Chloe, a first-year student from Queen's University, Belfast. I want to put her knowledge of all things chocolate to the test. Hi, Chelsea. Thank you for having me on your podcast. What is in store today? I thought you'd never ask. Well, today I'm going to talk about the origins of chocolate, why chocolate is so significant, its legacy, and perhaps a couple of other surprises thrown in there. But first, I would like to ask you a question. What do you know about chocolate? Well, I know that chocolate comes from a cacao tree and that it starts off as a cocoa bean, but I don't really know much about the history of chocolate or where it comes from. You're in luck because I'm going to tell you all about it today. Firstly, it's important to know the origins of chocolate as this will help us to understand the beginning of the chocolate journey. If I were to ask you where you think the origin of chocolate is, where would you guess? I think possibly somewhere with a warm climate, as I don't think most of Europe would be capable of looking after a cocoa plant. Maybe Africa or somewhere in South America? Yes, indeed. In fact, we can trace chocolate right back to between 1500 BC uh, to 400 BC in Mesoamerica, which is known as present-day Mexico. The Olmecs, the first highly sophisticated civilization to ferment and grind chocolate. Wow, I didn't realise chocolate history went that far back. That is really interesting, actually. Yeah, it is wonderful, isn't it? What is also really interesting are the Aztecs and the Mayans native Mexicans and Guatemalans, as they regarded the cacao tree as a sacred tree, and the Latin name given Theobroma cacao means food of the gods, linking chocolate to religion as early as the 13th century. When we often sit and eat some form of chocolate nowadays, we don't ever realise how symbolic it actually is. The Mayans and Aztecs played major roles in the symbolic use of chocolate. Often cacao was ground into a powder and made into a drink, And this is the earliest form of how chocolate was ingested. So, what did they use it for? Well, the Mayans and the Aztecs considered chocolate as a holy drink, and it was not given to just any person. Due to how sacred and worshipped chocolate was, it was only actually given to whom they regarded as important people, high up in the societal hierarchy, such as nobility and high-ranking soldiers. It was also used in religious rituals and as a form of currency. So how did it get to Europe then, if it started in Latin America? Good question, Chloe. I will return with the answer after this short break. We are back, and now it is time to talk about how chocolate made its way to Europe. But first, have a guess at which century you think it made its way to Europe. I'm going to guess maybe the 15th century. You're very close, it is the 16th century. A man called Hernán Cortés, a Spanish conquistador, came to South America to establish some Spanish colonies. He was greeted by the Aztecs and the Mayans and given many chocolate drinks with different things mixed in, mainly chili. It fascinated him and he brought some back with him to Europe. Well, that's a shortened version of events, essentially. This brings me on to my next segment, on the Inquisition in New Spain. Something both interesting but also shocking at the same time. Tell me, Chloe, do you know much about the Inquisition? 
Mm, well, I have heard about it before, but I've never really studied it, so I'm not really sure. I think it has something to do with religion or colonies. Yes, the Inquisition is linked to religion and bringing Christianity to New Spain, now known as Mexico in today's society. The Inquisition seek to punish people for committing heresy, that being behaviours or beliefs against those held in the church that were not deemed Christian. There was a multiracial society at the time with white Spaniards, indigenous peoples and mixed race. The white Spanish people were seen as being on top of the social hierarchy, whereas indigenous people were seen as the bottom. In fact, it was seen as chaotic for society to have mixed race people as they believed in purity of the blood for the new world. Now, during the Inquisition, they sought to prosecute and punish people who were doing things that were seen as anti-Christian. For example, heresy, apostasy, going against the Catholic Church, practice of Jewish or Protestant faith. But one that I will be talking about, which I find the most interesting, was heresy by using chocolate in witchcraft and seduction. Wow, that is so strange. So what kind of things did they do in witchcraft that got them punished? There were several documents in the Inquisition that were brought to the judiciary and used as confessions for their crimes. Some were denunciations, some neighbours even confessed about them when seeing suspicious activity. However, one thing that was clear though, that these were against what was accepted and individuals were often brought to tribunals to be prosecuted for their crimes. The inquisitors were always keen to punish those who took part in conducting witchcraft. Often the people who made chocolate potions were from the lower levels of the social hierarchy in New Spain, such as Indian, Black, Mulatto, mixed race coming from African and European roots, or Mestizo, mixed race coming from Indian and European roots. These, often women, would prepare their elixirs or potions for the Spanish women higher up in the social hierarchy. Why was it that way if they were regarded as being lower in the social hierarchy? It was due to the fact that they had the knowledge and know-how from their previous practices of preparing the chocolate drinks, so they were the perfect people to prepare them for the other higher class women, who wanted them for various reasons, for example, to seduce someone into loving them or falling out of love with their partner, even to make their partner behave. The most popular were love potions amongst the testimonies. For example, a real testimony dated 30th of March 1626 of a woman named Maria Bravo, who had asked a local Indian woman for a spell to make a man that she loved fall in love with her. She had been told to mix her menstrual blood with the chocolate to secure his affection, but it did not work. Due to this, she repented for having used witchcraft and she was banished from her community. Women in the 18th century were often marginalised and didn't have the same social status as men. The witchcraft practices were often seen as a symbolic way of trying to reverse social roles and be seen as powerful ones rather than men. This actually intimidated men and often caused them to conspire that their chocolate was bewitched, even if it wasn't. Some documents also highlighted problems with education of women in poverty, particularly with mestizo and mulatto women. And now to our final segment of today's episode. Are you enjoying it so far? Yes, I've actually learned a lot of new things that I've no clue about before. Great, now I'll be moving on to my last segment, the legacy of chocolate and chocolate as we know it today. As you know, chocolate is readily available on the shelves of every supermarket near and far and is consumed as a food or drunk as a hot drink and used in baking and the list goes on. But the question is, is chocolate still symbolic? Yes. Nowadays there are still man communities who use chocolate in important life events such as marriage, birth and death and events on the Mayan calendar. The cacao and corn drink is still also consumed for energy by hardworking farmers and to improve one's health if they get sick. In Europe, chocolate is very much used for 
hospitality, to bring warmth, friendship or love, it is not so much used for medicinal purposes as chemical production has taken over. And that is all we have time for today, I'm afraid. Thank you for joining me today and I hope you enjoyed finding out all about chocolate. Yes, it was very interesting. I will be sure to read up more about it. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of All Things Chocolate. If you liked what you heard, be sure to tune in to episode 2.